Welcome to Real Food, Real Conversations with Sophia DeSantis, where we focus on finding our happy balance between salad and fries. Conversations with me, Sophia DeSantis. This is episode 14, and I cannot believe it. Today, we are going to be talking about something called decision fatigue. And we talked about a little bit about meal planning and um, the overwhelm that it can be on the last episode. And today's episode is really going to be focused on the actual subject that we call decision fatigue. Um, it's actually a real thing, believe it or not. It's not something that um, is made up. All of us have felt it at one time or another. And it's actually a researched phenomenon, um, believe it or not. It is something that researchers have spent time looking at as related to decisions. And ultimately, what decision fatigue is, is that it means that as the decisions you have to make increases, the quality of your decisions actually decrease. So you can have such thing as too many options. And, you know, you always have been told that, oh, you know, options are good, options are good. And while they are really good, sometimes there can just be too many of them. And it's just human nature that our brain, when we're faced with too many options and for for some of us, it's that amount differs. Like for me, I'm a really simple, um, down to the bare bones kind of person when it comes to things. And and I think my brain just loves simplicity. My brain loves order, organization. Um, I don't like a lot of clutter and stuff. I actually get really stressed out when I'm in clutter. Um, so I have to clean up. I have to keep things um, put away. I don't like stuff like hanging out on my counters and stuff like that. And it's just the way my brain works. And so the same is with decisions. When decisions come around, my brain looks, feels cluttered. And for me, it's not, I, I don't need that many <laughs> decisions to feel overwhelmed. Um, and so for some of us, it's different than others. You know, some people can handle more than others, but the truth of the matter is that this is an actual research-based phenomenon. And it, it really does say that the more decisions we have to make, our quality of these decisions actually goes down. And ultimately you want to try and simplify things so that when you're making decisions, you are putting the energy that you have into making those decisions quality and not rushing into making them. Um, an example for me is that I don't know if any of you know what the Cheesecake Factory is or have eaten there. And while it's, you know, a good good restaurant, you know, generally a, a good restaurant, um, I've had some good things there. The menu at the Cheesecake Factory just overwhelms me to the nth degree. I can't even tell you. I It's like a novel. There's so many pages. I'm so overwhelmed. And I have to say that I've probably... As many times as I've been there, and we haven't been there in a really long time, but I used to go there pretty often because um, there was one at a mall by me, and so I'd go shopping, and then we'd have lunch there, and there wasn't a lot of options at the time. Um, so as many times as I've been there, I've literally tried two things on the menu because I the amount of decisions I have to make there is so overwhelming that I cannot make one. So I always just go back to what I've had before. Um, and so it's one of those things that, 
my oldest son, I see it in him too. He's the same way ever since he was a young child. I would take them to the toy store to get a treat for that he earned for something. And I am not kidding you. The first time I realized he was like me, he was probably about two years old. And we were there for an hour trying to decide in this little toy bin. There was a, a, a bunch of toys, like these little bins. And there was like different things like cars, dinosaurs, like, you know, those like under everything was under $10. And he was going back and forth for an hour. And I let him because I was so curious as to what, and at that point it was like, why not? I had the time to do that. And it, I was so curious to watch his process. And eventually I had to take two options and let him pick because he could not choose. And he actually, funny enough, this actually brings up a story that I just thought of is when he was in preschool, the same son, when he was in preschool, he was having trouble at school. And he's a good kid. I mean, he was a toddler. Like, let's be real. All toddlers have their moments. But they were having trouble with him doing anything. And it was shocking to me because he was pretty self-sufficient at home. He played forever, didn't have an issue. But it hit me when we were having, uh, like, a meeting about it that the reason is that because they, they gave them 10 different stations that they could go to with no direction. They just kind of let them choose. And... I looked at them and I said, this is the problem. He has a really hard time with decisions. You need to tell him where to go and he will go, or you need to give him two options. You can't just expect him to just go and decide because all that time he was sitting there and they thought he was being defiant and he wasn't. He was just, was overwhelmed. He had decision overwhelm. And you see this in adults and children. And it's funny because my second child and my third child the third is kind of like him, but not to that degree. Um, my second child is so not like that. Like, you know, he definitely has issues, you know, with decisions when there's too many. But in general, he can make decisions pretty quickly when there's a fair amount. Um, so it's just so interesting to me how this decision fatigue is a real thing. And you see it in kids to adults to everybody. And it affects every part of our life. Specifically for me and... Um, my the main reason I figured you know out what this decision overwhelm or decision fatigue was um, was when it came to meal planning and I talked a little bit about it last time and how with meal planning there are just so many decisions to make and you know traditional meal planning when you're planning three meals a day seven days a week um, that's a lot and for me that's where I felt overwhelmed and where I felt failure in one area is that. It just was a lot. I, there were so many options. Not only did you have to find, did you have to make a decision on what to eat all of those times, but you also had to find what you were eating. And as great as our online World Wide Web is, um, totally dated myself, just calling it a World Wide Web. Um, <laughs> um, <clears throat> as great as it is, it is, I mean, the millions, billions of things that you could choose on there when it comes to food and meals is overwhelming. I mean, it's overwhelming, which is why my natural knack to just throw things together comes into play because I was noticing that one reason I wasn't able to pick a recipe to make, um, a recipe that wasn't my own at least, it just was overwhelming and so I never did it because I couldn't make a decision. So the question though is, you know, 
how are we making this easier? I mean, we're basically doomed to fail when it comes to meal planning before we even get started. I mean, it's literally like trying to shovel snow during a snowstorm. You know, you find something and then there's a related recipe and then I don't know. And it's just, it's, it's failure to, it's failure to launch, I guess you can say. And so this is why I started researching this idea of a non-traditional meal planning system and, um, why we needed something for those of us that really wanted to meal plan you know meal planning really does make life easier it really does give you some order um it really does give you a baseline if you're doing it in a way that's sustainable and long term and easy it gives you some scaffolding as to what you are going to eat that week so that you're not scrambling like you know the times that i did meal plan it was you know you're scrambling you're sitting there trying to decide and, and you're on the not only are you scrambling and like under the pressure to make a decision which makes decision making that much harder but it's just it's pressure and who you know do you have everything you need and if you're not meal planning like how are you buying everything you need that you know you might want to make and you know I, I think I said this on the last episode but if I didn't one thing that I found in my research with meal planning is that when I went to the store without a list I spent $50 more at least and I actually conducted this research multiple times is I did times where I tracked my receipts when I had a, a list that I was going off of. And then the times that I crashed and burned and didn't meal plan for like weeks, I looked at my receipts then and it was at least $50 more. And I also had to go back to the store multiple times. So the point is, is how are we going to make this easier? How are we going to stop this decision overwhelm cycle and this exhaustion that we feel when we're trying to meal plan, what are ways to make this easier and get us into a um, system that actually works and does not, that can cut this you know, decision overwhelm cycle. So one of the things, um, I have created a meal systems course and it's something that I created through years of my own research and years of paying attention to what other people were having problems with like what is it that people are saying and i asked my audience i asked my friends i asked my family and i took notes and everything kept coming back to the fact that it was overwhelming they didn't you know they didn't have um the capacity to to choose meals like they were overwhelmed and they couldn't make a decision they didn't know what to choose how to choose it um they one other thing is talked about how you know they were exhausted by the by the middle of the week and all these meals that they planned like it just was a lot of work um there was no time to prep everything the way you know all the meals that you needed to make it's a lot of prep like forget just the meals but the prep behind all these recipes um and then also it was all about um how are we making it quicker and easier overall so that it's sustainable long term and that we don't lose our drive after a few weeks of this because I'm a food blogger and I create recipes for a living and I'm exhausted by it so if I'm exhausted by it I can't imagine what a, a, a person that doesn't do it is so this meal system gathered all this data and I started tracking what I was doing naturally um, to make it easier but organized and it's there's a lot to it um if you're looking for something you've definitely come to the right place because when it comes to 
getting support. You know, we can ask our friends, we can ask our family, but sometimes we need to turn to somebody who's an expert or professional in that area. And I like to consider myself an expert when it comes to um, recipe creation, um, organization of meal systems and things like that, because I've been doing this for a long time and I have three kids, I run a business, my husband works full time. And so I had to create systems that worked for us that, that didn't take you know, all of our time to do because this is just one piece of our life puzzle, right? Is eating and keeping our kids healthily, semi-healthily at least fed, our family fed. Um, so I actually developed the system to make that possible, um, to figure out how to prep smarter, um, faster with less stress and how to um, have a meal system that's not a traditional meal planning system that looks a lot differently um, than what you would think and how to make it work for you as an individual. And because here's the thing, we're all different. Our schedules are different. Our lives are different. And one type of system is not going to work for everybody. And so I wanted to create something that was, um, uh, it was fluid and it was not something set in stone and it wasn't black and white. And that's kind of what I feel about life in general, right? I've talked a lot about the fact that I'm not a black and white person. So I created this system so that it was fluid and I do have a free masterclass that I am doing that you guys can listen to and get the baseline of what it is that this meal system is based on and it'll give you some ideas and teach you how to create something for you that works for you. Um, the other thing I talk about is energy levels and how we are not the energizer bunny we have to rest and recharge and so we have an energy cycle and that was one pain point that a lot of people were talking to me about is that i lose my energy halfway through the week because it's just exhausting to do all this stuff and i completely agreed and that was me too i would find that i was throwing away food because i didn't feel like making it i was exhausted and so we would just order out and so it would go to waste it would go bad and I was, I was so guilty. I felt so guilty about it. So this is what I'm going to talk about next time on the next episode is the rest and recharge cycle and how my meal system, um, I included forced rest and recharge because we all know, especially as moms, we don't do that easily. So I hope you tune in next time and definitely make sure to check out the free masterclass by clicking below. And I hope I can help you out a little bit. I appreciate you guys. Thank you so much for being here. And I will talk to you guys next time.